Week number two of season 10 has arrived, and the show is stopping in Ontario, Canada. This week, I will interview an entrepreneur who is leveraging 18 years of experience in business strategy and marketing, who is committed to cracking the code on what makes a business innately interesting and worth mentioning. Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Vincent A. Lancey. It doesn't matter if you are starting or scaling your business, this is the perfect podcast for you. Each episode, I interview a different entrepreneur from around the country and across the globe. They will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. What an incredible episode ahead, and I am excited to learn more about this journey. This week's episode and journey are brought to you by Podcast Alley, an incredible company that helps you land interviews, and you can find their link in the episode bio. After today's guest spent her corporate career feeling, as she describes, like a square peg in a round hole, our latest guest now helps service-based entrepreneurs position their businesses as one of a kind in their field for higher visibility, impact, and earning potential. She is the founder of Realize Your Brand, a high-touch business consultancy, and the creator of the Substantial Branding Method, an approach that transforms your growing business into the legacy-level brand that you uniquely are meant to create. In branding, Lisa found the work that she was made to do, and her mission is to help you do the same. Allow me to now bring her on, Lisa Haggis. Lisa, thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Me as well. Would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and sharing part of your story before we dive in? Yeah, sure. Well, you've you've already said so much. Um, I'm really all about helping people succeed as their authentic selves. And the way that I do that is by helping them create a business that is authentic, that is innately interesting, and that is worth mentioning. Because I think that if you get the foundations of your business right, your messaging right, marketing should be easy. And I know so marketing, that's what I'm all about. marketing is super important. I can't wait to have more of a budget to bring on more of a team to help me there. There's a lot of businesses out there. You have to find a way to separate yourself. And that's what you do now for companies. It's, you describe it as your passion, which is great. Let's talk about now what led you up to finally going after this, finally chasing your passion. What was the past like before that? Yeah. Well, you mentioned the square peg round hole. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I tried really hard. Um, I had like a 10-year corporate career, agency, corporate side. Uh, I tried so hard to fit in to you know find the work that really felt that I was applying all of my gifts and talents um, and just kept hitting walls, just kept getting you know shoved into these pigeonholes that felt like they weren't me and also felt like I had to be something that I wasn't in order to get the check marks and the approval. Um, and so I, I, I actually encountered an article one day on personal branding um, and really it shifted my worldview around instead of, you know, finding the dream job and then shaping yourself into it, you know, seeing who you are, <laughs> communicating it clearly and honestly, and trusting that the right opportunities will say yes to you. Um, and so taking that angle, you know, 
it, it applies to business too. It applies to any size business. Um, and so I just, I was super interested in branding. Um, you know, I had done a lot of work on the marketing side where people were asking me to, you know, bring in clients, bring in customers, do my magic. But I was seeing that they didn't have strong brands. They didn't have anything interesting about them. And I decided I wanted to be earlier in the process where I could really help them make decisions around their offerings, their methodology, who they are as a company that makes the marketing easy because it actually makes them interesting and worth mentioning. Um, and so, you know, when I, it was clear that I wasn't going to be able to carve that out for myself in a corporate position. Um, this was over 10 years ago. Now um, it was clear that I had to do it on my own. I had to make my dream job. And so it wasn't so much that I wanted to own a company. It was that I wanted a career that fit me perfectly. And I believed I could make it happen. You said a lot of great things there and a lot of values ahead. I can tell you mentioned not worrying about the perfect dream job, but what's job is meant for you. And that's so important. Unless this is your first episode, which I'm grateful for you then giving us a chance. Thank you. You know, my story of leaving finance, the job I thought I always wanted. And it is for some people, what is for some isn't for everyone. I do and do love the art of finance, but I just wasn't happy. And it was more of who am I doing this job for type of thing and scaled back, found this job. And we're going on eight years of entrepreneurship, just starting to get some mud in the tires, you could say, but you've been on your own for a little bit now. What are the hardest parts of being by yourself? <laughs> Uh, okay. So the hardest part for sure is the mind game, <laughs> you know, the being able to hold on to that, that confidence, that self-trust that like not second guessing yourself at every turn. And, and I've definitely spent, you know, years of my entrepreneurial journey backtracking and staying stuck. And it all really like it, it has always stemmed from, forgetting that I'm the authority, <laughs> thinking somebody else has the answers. And I just haven't found the right person yet to point me in the right direction or reinforce, you know, what I was thinking. And so for me, really, the hardest part has been staying, uh, you know, staying confident, leading Absolutely. my own self and being brave that way, because that takes a lot of bravery when other people don't necessarily see it the way you see it which is most of the time in entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. you learn to get accustomed to people doubting certain things because it's not the norm. It's not, it's not, people don't think it's feasible because it just doesn't seem easy, I guess. And totally. Yeah. 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 And I think that the key in entrepreneurship is that your ideas don't sound like everyone else's. So you can see how that can really dull your advantage if you need people to be agreeing and nodding with everything you say, you're going to end up generic. You're going to end up holding back and you're really, you're missing out on what is unique about you as an entrepreneur and a thought leader. Absolutely. And we all need a great support system to survive in entrepreneurship. We need people to go back and forth with, but me starting so young in entrepreneurship, most of the, my direct market wasn't my target market, I could say, you know, everybody was doing nine to five things. Now, of course, I've networked with right now, as we're recording this, we're in the late 130s being aired. 
So I've connected with a lot of entrepreneurs now to bounce ideas off of like-minded individuals where we can resonate with our conversations. So it's super important. Do you find anything else difficult for you? Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) Definitely like staying focused. So, you know, there are so many ways to get there. And I think that you can forget that they're all right. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, not like choosing, choosing not to be active on a certain social media platform or choosing not to jump on a certain bandwagon doesn't mean you can't still get there. And so remembering to like stick with what's working and staying focused and avoid all, you know, those shiny objects. That's very, very hard because like we're entrepreneurs, we think it's fun, (laughs) right? Like it's all fun to, you know, try this way and try that way and launch this product and do it this way. Like I I personally, I want to do it all. And Mm -hmm. so, um, restraint and staying, you know, small in order to get big has been really difficult. Um, there is that fear of missing out all of the time. (laughs) Fear all the time. Love all the points. You mentioned confidence again, social media can take away from your confidence. For example, if your posts aren't doing well or this and that, it's important not to ever compare your journey to someone else's on social media. And especially You have to make, if your target audience or your followers aren't in your target audience, I should say, (laughs) your likes and comments aren't going to be there. So it's your job to network out, which is something I've worked on. Like I said, my target, my main friend group weren't entrepreneurs. It wasn't content that they're going to find appealing. So I had to go out there and find ways to get my message out. If I'm using social media, I need to be using it for the right purposes. I don't use social media for socially like that. My social media is to grow my brand, connect with great individuals like you which is how we ended up connecting. But going back through your whole entrepreneurship experience, what is one of your greatest lessons learned? Hmm. It's going to definitely feel like it's in the same vein. Um, for me, because I'm a strategist, um, you know, I, I lean so heavily on smart business strategies and, uh, you know, the concrete pieces of building a business and building that business machine. Mm-hmm. And I really, you know, like I spent the first seven of years of my business were just really up and down and up and down. And I was always looking for the right strategy that was going to help me mm-hmm. break through. Um, what it turned out to be was actually my self-esteem. <laughs> um, I was looking for, you know, the right marketing strategy or offering or system in my business or whatever. But the truth is that I've learned the lesson I've learned is that you know, if your self-esteem is depleted, which can happen after seven years of <laughs> up and down without actively doing the work to keep filling that tank, um, there isn't a strategy. There isn't an existing, like there's no business coach that's going to help you. There's no marketing tactic or strategy that's going to help you. If you don't believe in your value, if you can't stand in your worth, you know, put yourself out there and have your own back. Um, so for me, that was the game changer. And when I, when I saw it, I just had to see it and I hadn't seen it. Um, so as soon as I saw that about myself that, wow, like I've really lost my confidence, like so many years out of the corporate world struggling. And, um, when I saw it, I was able to really do the work to regain that Mm self-esteem and my business changed on a dime because I had all the strategies in place, because I had done all this work, they, the things were just not 
flowing because I didn't have the self-esteem to stand like behind it. You did a lot of learning to improve that self-esteem. And sometimes that's what it takes as entrepreneurs, as any business owners. The learning never stops unless you want it to. There's always room to grow and long days. They're supposed to be here in entrepreneurship. Some of that's got to be with learning. But if you could learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive here, Lisa, <laughs> would improve your your self-esteem quite a bit from someone in a dream conversation. Who would you choose? Oh, this is a tough one for me. I, I have to first say, I feel like I'm doing it. I feel like I'm talking to the most amazing people on a regular basis. Yes, me too. Like, like every entrepreneur I learned so much from, including my clients, including, you know, yes. colleagues. But if I had to choose somebody, I think I would choose Seth Godin, even though it would scare the heck out of me. It's <laughs> a marketing like I, guru right there. We got to hear yeah. why. Yeah, but he like he has made a huge difference. He was one of the first people I really followed who had a really like I'm going to say holistic view of what it meant to build a brand. Mm -hmm. Um so he's he's like one of those early inspirations for me, but he's also said some really smart and real things um that have shaped my journey. So even if it was just to say that to him, um I would yeah, I, mm -hmm. who knows, maybe it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly have a Seth Godin book in my queue, just my cues stagnant at times because of all the work I currently put on myself. I always make time for a couple pages at least, but let's delve deeper. Where would this meeting be if you had the choice? Um, so I have no idea how Seth Godin feels about brunch, but <laughs> it would probably be over brunch, um, like on a patio, you know, by a lake. Just we'll have to tag know, him in this episode. Scene. We'll have to tag him as soon as the episode's completed and we can make that happen. But now let's look into the future. One year, short term, two years, and then also long term. Where do you see your endeavors short term? Yeah. So right now I'm in the midst of hiring a team. And so short term, that's really my focus. And in a year from now, I hope to have two or three superstars in my company to help me like broaden and really strengthen how I serve my clients and want to write a book on substantial branding, what it means to create a brand that's worth mentioning. Um, and then down the line, I want to teach that method to other business strategists, marketing strategists, coaches who want to, you know, really help people step into what makes them innately interesting, like help their clients. Um, so that's, that's really like, I'm very clear on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and probably introducing some kinds of retreats and, and events around like the bigger picture strategic planning stuff. I, I love, I love designing experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is something that is definitely on the horizon too. I look forward to seeing all of that unravel, especially short term, then we'll look more long-term as it unravels, but now we're going to check out the spotlight story for all of you that are new to the show. Each week, I share the entrepreneurial journey of someone else to inspire our listeners. And we have our guests take on it. And this week, since our guest is from Ontario, Canada, and we will share the journey of another in Mandy Renahan. Great story. I had not heard it before, but in 1995, at just 20 years old, she founded Fresco, which was the first full service, 24 hour on call retail maintenance provider with full coverage across Canada and the Eastern US. I learned that she named the company Freshco because she was a fresh female face in a male dominated industry. Today, 
Freshco is the most successful retail maintenance and construction company in Canada with clients like Tiffany & Co., Apple, Nike, The Gap, more and more. She also created the Chris Runhunt Scholarship, named for her late brother, to help women and youth become more involved in trade while also being a partner of the Constaga Women in Skills Trade or WIST certificate program. Maybe even more impressive than all of this, I learned that she used her dyslexia, depression, and being a woman in a totally male-dominated industry, being gay and dirt poor, as the impetus and fuel to become a multimillionaire philanthropist and the blue-collar CEO. She also speaks to audiences around the globe because their world is hurting, as she describes, both economically and socially. And she wants to under help us understand why that is and what we can do to fix it. A lot in her story. Lisa, what do you take away most? Gosh, well, I take away from that the proof that you can succeed as your authentic self. <laughs> yes. And, you know, not in spite of your authentic self, but because you're willing to just be real, be human and share all of who you are. Um, and I love that. I love that you pointed out that she was a female in a male dominated industry. And um, I, I love I want to see more of that. I'm just going to say, I want to see more women rising to the top of male dominated industries that aren't taking on a persona to get there, but being more of who they are. Don't let anything stop you from doing what you want to do, especially something as small as just not as many male or females being in an industry. If you're the right candidate, you will succeed. Gender does not matter. And as we progress in time, we're seeing more and more female leaders taking over, which is great to see. Just like our guest here, Lisa, thriving over there in Canada. And with that, I want to thank you so much for joining Value All Across. I loved how clear your goals were. That can be very contagious to our listeners. Your difficult parts of entrepreneurship surely will resonate with everyone. And as you know, it's now time for the last word. What would you like to end the show with? Yeah, well, I'd like to end the show with the fact that, you know, everybody's an original. And it can be really tempting to look at what everybody else is doing and to think that you don't have what it takes to be as impressive as this guy or make as much of a splash as this girl, this woman. Um, but the truth is that there's like every single person is innately interesting. Mm -hmm. Every single person has what it takes to build a business that can't be compared with anyone else's. And when you can really trust that and believe it and stop looking at what everyone else is doing, then you can find your path to that brand. Excellent last word. Now, please let our audience know how to find you, website, social media, all that. Yeah, so it's realizeyourbrand.com. That's with a Z because I'm Canadian. <laughs> um, and uh, facebook.com slash realizeyourbrand. Um, you can also find me at lisahegas.com. Um, I'm so realize your brand is the brand that I just launched. So it's it's new. Lisa Hagas is going to be catching up soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm on both of those websites. Um, and I'd love to connect with anybody who's curious about what their next step might be for their brand and how they can level up. Be sure to contact her, check out her content. She is here to help. She's a lot more to offer. And while you're on social media, be sure to check out the show too. We're at That Entrepreneur Show on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and at Podcasts by Lancey on Twitter so you get updates from everything I do. My handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. 
If you check out any of my books, take a selfie with it. I would love to share your support. And it's time for the quote to end the show. And this one is from today's Spotlight Entrepreneur. First of all, because I grew up poor and wanted to help my parents not struggle and while working for people at night for free to gain experience in the industry, I saw a void in the market. So I created a kick-ass company to turn the retail facilities market on its head. I also wanted and needed to shine light on and change the perception of the blue collar industry. I want to redefine the collar blue and change the answer to what you want to be when you grow up. And with that, I will thank you for listening and see you on the next episode of That Entrepreneur Show.